Maybe big data has gotten too big. Whether you're a B2B marketer or a consumer brand, your data needs to be viable, relevant, and accessible so that Starista can help you retain customers, acquire customers, and make it personal. Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. I'm Vin, the producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their take on the current challenges of the market. And we'll have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, AJ and Vincent chat with Natalie Marco Tulio, the head of growth and operations at Novatic. She talks about how gaining leads via word of mouth is a good early sign of a company taking off and how SEO is a big part of their marketing strategy. AJ hosts a panel at Adweek and Vincent is ready to host the Silver Apple Awards on November 10th. Give it a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I am your happy host, Vincent Petrofessa, the Vice President of B2B Products and Partnerships at Starista, still Interim General Manager of Access B2B. Let's just drop that. Let's make me the General Manager. Like I've been the Interim for so long, you know I'm doing my thing. Just make me general manager. Who do we have to talk to? Well, I'll tell you who we have to talk to. We'll get to him in a moment. But anyway, let's pause one moment. If you're just joining us and you're like, what is the marketing stir? What is Teresa? The Marketing Stir podcast. We cover all aspects of marketing. It's a conversation. It's like we met this person at a conference at the bar. That's what we're doing here. We're having fun. And thank you so much for speaking of conferences. So many people coming up to me recently at various conferences and telling me you enjoy the podcast. That will never get old. That will never get old. So we appreciate that very much. Thank you for doing that. Let's pause one second, Starista. We're a marketing technology company. We own our own business to business data, our own business to consumer data. We help companies access that data to help them get new customers. Isn't that fun? We have our own email sending platform, our own DSP. We can do connected TV, display, OTT, email me, vincent at starista.com. That is how confident I am. I just gave you my email address and you are using it for a variety of reasons, but also thank you for inquiring about Starista. We appreciate that. The other thing I'm extremely happy about, I just got to see him in person and the Gupta was in full effect, ladies and gentlemen. He was out there speaking, doing his thing. Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host, Mr. AJ Gupta. What's up, AJ? Hey, Vincent. Yeah, good to see you. It was good to actually, I guess, have a conference with this many people. I think it's the first time more than 100,000 people showed up at a conference. So yeah. That was uh, that was fun. We definitely had a, a couple of wild nights there. So I am uh, in recovery mode this week. So, You know, I will tell you that after that one event, I, yeah, it took me like almost a whole day to recover. I am not, <laughs> I, I swear, and I'm, I'm not out there like till like five in the morning. Like I'm like, midnight's my cutoff. You know that, uh, you know, 12.07, I think I was out of there. Uh, and then I was like, what did I do? But it was great. And I gave you some credit yesterday or a couple of days ago on the podcast, last episode's podcast. Yeah. I did because I waited till you missed that one. That's the one episode AJ missed. I didn't want to give What's credit. the credit you gave me? The credit I gave you was the fact that you hosted a panel at Adweek 
you rocked it. You did a great job. See, I will do it in person, you know, for all those people who write it. You rocked it. It was a great panel with, uh, with AJ, of course, CEO of Starista. You had Chad Engelgal of Axiom. You had Meb uh, Francisco, right? And uh, yeah, she was there from Mediacom. And then you had, um, you also had Serge, Serge Mata from LG Ads. LG Ads was the party was the event. I blame you, that Serge. Was the event. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, the cool thing about that uh, event was they actually gave me a primetime spot. I mean, it had more to do with my uh, guests than me, but still uh, finally showing some respect around here, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. It was great to see a lot. A lot of, lot of work was done. It was, uh, you know, it was autumn in New York City and, yeah. uh, and AJ was in full effect. Starista, was in full effect. We had a lot of people there, which was great. I love these. You know, I love that the trade shows are back. Let's talk about a trade show for a second. Well, you know, uh, there's a couple things, right? So this next guest, I met her at a trade show. That's, that's, you know, a lot of our guests don't come onto the podcast that way, but I started talking to her and she was a fellow New Yorker. And I was like, well, right over, right across, right, right there is is a connection you know that's always a connection we have a variety of connections we are also of italian american heritage and i was like come on that's automatically family right there we talked about that she's already come out to uh one of our new york events for the marketing club of new york comedy and cocktails and also maybe she attends we'll maybe we'll hopefully we'll see her at the silver apple awards that's november 10th this year aj hosted by yours truly at the Edison Ballroom. Shout out to the Marketing Club of New York, a nonprofit. They do amazing things. But I met her and I was like, oh, we have to get you on the podcast because she's doing great things in her career. They're doing great things at her company, Nevatic, ladies and gentlemen. Nevatic is the company. So please, a warm welcome to Natalie Marcatulio, the head of growth and operations at Nevatic. What's going on, Natalie? Doing well, doing well. It's funny talking, hearing you guys talk about needing to recover from the conference reminded me of when we met at B2B SMX and it was at a casino. So as you can imagine, that was the longest I've needed to recover after a conference for a very long time. Yeah, exactly. We met at the, the sales and marketing B2B marketing exchange event in Boston. And yes, that is at the Encore. That's what the, that event was. It was great. I know. You know what I liked about that? A variety of things about that event, Natalie. But, you know, in the casino, even in the casino, you could not smoke cigarettes. And I was excited about that. I, uh, I was excited that we, you know, because like, still, even in the casinos, you could. So it was great. But it was great meeting you there and then, you know, getting to see you at a marketing club in New York event, but Natalie, let's get right into it. Well, and also let's, let me back up. You felt the connection too, right? Of Did course. you feel the connection? I was like, New Yorkers, this is how, I always explain this to AJ, wow, how East Coasters just know it. He's always fascinated where I'm like, wait a minute, you, you might say you work in California now, but you're East Coast. And they're like, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. It's an intuition that I have uh, enough about me. Natalie, let's talk about you. Let's talk about Nevatic and also your, your role within the company. I'd love to learn more about both of those. Yeah. So Nevatic basically is a try before you buy experience for software. Um, so we just say like interactive demos, get a chance to kind of get hands on with software from a website, from a link, wherever. Um, for me, 
I'm head of growth, which we're a 12 person company. So that's a little bit just a made up title of like, okay, let's just do all the marketing plus maybe dip our hands in some other departments. Mm -hmm. um, but generally what I do is just try to look at the whole buyer experience, see where there's some leaks or gaps and how can we fix those? That's awesome. And so, you know, we always love to ask people, it's one of our most popular questions is the fact that how do you get into this business to begin with? how did you get into marketing? Uh, you know, I, you know, did you study marketing? That's a rarity uh, that as far as our guests, but you know, that would be intriguing as well. So tell us a little bit about that. I actually did study marketing. I growing up, I always loved art and then I like psychology, but both those are incredibly unpractical. <laughs> so I looked at marketing. I was like, Hey, that seems like a practical version of art and psychology. I'll give it a shot. So started traditional marketing degree, but I was very lucky. I got a tip from someone who said, Hey, you should look into digital marketing, like SEO, SEM, all the rage right now. Went and taught myself some SEO, SEM, did some Google analytics certifications. And that really is what kind of jumpstarted my career was learning that early on and getting a little more of that digital side rather than just the more traditional marketing background. That's amazing. So AJ, we, you can tell Natalie is a lot younger than us because, you know, someone said digital marketing for me, it was like, you know, we barely had textbooks when I went to school. So uh, this is, this is crazy. You know, it's a new generation. And that's why I also intrigued me about Natalie. She's doing great things at such a young age, if you don't mind me saying so. No, yeah, I don't it. think I think they had not invented books when uh, Vincent went to college. Yeah. <laughs> well, they had newspapers because that's what I used to. My <laughs> shoes were made out of newspapers, as I mentioned a lot of times. <laughs> well, Nelly, it's great that you uh, switched your major before uh, I went through and got a master's in creative writing. So I discovered marketing later in life to find something useful to do. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, was curious, what are some of the channels and strategies that you're using currently and what's working for you? Yeah, so not shockingly, SEO, still a big part of our strategy. You know, I always say like SEO will be my first love of marketing, can't fully let it go. Um, but we have noticed still success with that. I think SEO has gotten a lot harder, a lot more crowded, but at the end of the day, like putting out educational, helpful content will still tend to you know, get the word out there, especially for us, we're a new category. So SEO has been really important as far as educating. Um, some other things, this is going to go way old school, but we're seeing a big increase of word of mouth, which is really excited actually as a marketer. And, you know, obviously we know we're doing things. We know it's customer enablement, you know, connecting with people on LinkedIn, all that dark social stuff you hear. But it is still really cool to see when people say like, how'd you hear about us? A colleague, a friend saw it on LinkedIn, all this stuff. Like I'm getting more and more excited about those word of mouth leads. And as a marketer, it's kind of frustrating because you can't measure that as much. But I feel like that's kind of those early signs. Like, okay, maybe this is taken off. Um, what's not working? Getting really annoyed with SEM these days. Also love it. But just as channels get more crowded, I cannot believe how much it click costs sometimes. And what influenced your decision to join your current role? So I was actually a customer of Novatic before joining, which is kind of the ideal use case. I had known the team. I was talking to them early on, kind of lightly advising. And I was at a company before that had a free trial, real PLG. And for the life of us, we could not get people to fully convert on this free trial. I felt like I spent all my time just trying to get people to have success in the platform. And 
what we ultimately came to, it wasn't that once they did, you know, get their data in, get some time with the platform, they were very successful, but there was a big hurdle to see value. You had to integrate or import your data. A lot of people weren't comfortable doing that in some sort of free motion. Um, so when I was there, I specifically remember someone saying on my team, I wish there was just a way to have the customers like walk through the product themselves and not have to set anything up. And I knew the team at Novatic, so I was like, I think I have a solution for that. Um, so I gave it a shot. We replaced the free trial with the interactive demos. And once I started using the platform, I just knew I wanted to be part of it. Uh, that's amazing. We, you know, we have a similar, it's a, we, that's like the best testimonial right there. It's like, why did you join the company? It's like, oh, I was a customer and I like the, you know, the solution or the technology. That's kind of, we have uh, our own Aaron Grote who heads up our digital team. Same thing. He was a client of ours and he joined it. And when he tells that story, a genuine story, people are like, oh, wow, that's great. That makes sense. So I, we, we love hearing that. So Natalie, you talked about you know, smaller company, right? But talk to me about the mission and, and uh, you know, what's kind of, how you thinking about growing in this next year? Yeah, I think kind of two big missions is, and I think they kind of tie together. One is just creating a better buying experience. That was also part of the reason I joined Nevada because I was a big buyer of B2B software. And I just got so frustrated that I'd have to wait like a month before ever seeing the software or testing it out or buying a software that ended up not working. So really the biggest thing is just improving the buyer experience by seeing the software earlier. And with that kind of enabling more companies to go PLG without needing a bunch of engineering resources. Um, so I think those are some of the big missions around growing is, you know, PLG is really taking off. It's a really hot topic right now. Everyone's talking about going product led. But I don't think a lot of companies recognize it's a lot of engineering resources and entirely reshifting your go-to-market strategy. Um, we say like this is kind of PLG light. Like how can you test the waters, give your prospects a little bit of access, but not upholding your entire organization to do so. And is that how you would say that you're standing out from your competitors? Is it that in some other ways? Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I'd say that like focusing kind of on that PLG top of funnel, that's one way, but if part of our mission, as I mentioned, is giving a better buying experience, one thing we've realized is we need to then do that for our own. So we've been trying to think through the entire funnel and there are still points we can be better. Let me clear. We're not, we have not created the perfect buying experience, but we're just really trying to think like, how can we make it very seamless for our customers, not only to buy the software, but then to implement it, make it super easy to use. We talk about how this is no code and no engineering. We want any marketer to be able to go in be able to use the software and have one of these built in like a day. And Natalie, what does your ideal customer look like? I touched on that a little before with marketer, but for us, it really is marketers, growth professionals. And I'd say in more like standard data terms, um, mid-market-ish, basically what we found is if you are a company where you've already kind of validated product market fit, you've validated you have an awesome product, you have a lot of leads or a lot of free trialers, users coming in. This is where an interactive demo can be most useful because it's a way to kind of weed out some of the free trial pokers, weed out some of the window shoppers, as you might call it, and just get your best quality leads to your salespeople or into your product and let everyone else kind of experience it from your website. Um, so I think those high growth companies that are seeing kind of an overflow and need a way to make sure that their sales team is really optimized, that's where we see the best fits. Gotcha. 
in uh, talking about marketing industry as, as, as a large, uh, what are some of the things you're excited about in this post-pandemic environment? I think in general, like, because the pandemic brought on so many groups, it brought on everyone going to LinkedIn, having to network remotely, suddenly we realized that we could connect with anyone. Information can be democratized. So rather than before where I think the sellers had all the power, people will go out and ask in their group, like, what is it like using this product? What's this cost? What is, give me the inside information. And with rise of like G2, all that. I'm excited for the fact that people are able to do a little more of their own discovery and get that information, make those connections. And it is becoming more of like a buyer first mentality rather than seller first. And Natalie, I remember this when, when I met you because I was talking to a, a group of people, right? If you remember that, again, it's, uh, it was a while ago, but there, I was so impressed, like I said, by, by you, and there were so many other leaders on that stage that we met that night, you know, and I know that you talked about this, female leadership, female leaders, you're a big advocate for that, as well as, you know, myself and our company and everyone should be. Uh, but talk to me about, you know, your, what makes your experiences unique in the field and, and, you know, how you're advocating for female leadership. Yeah. I think one thing I'm, when I started with that data-driven background, you know, marketing in general tends to be more female focused, but getting kind of into the world of growth and more data, like I was at a networking event, a growth focused networking event the other day, and it was almost entirely male. So I think just recognizing where there are areas that are a little less female focused and just developing resources or being a mentor for those who want to get in it. I think that's just the biggest thing is mentoring anyone who wants to get into startups, wants to get into data, all that, because there's a lot of like inside baseball that you just don't know until you've done it. And I found myself talking to some past like founders who are females, females who are high up at startups it's been so helpful so i think the biggest thing and male or female you don't have to be a female mentor um just kind of giving some of those tips and in, inside baseball to everyone mm -hmm. yeah and also like we we talk about it a lot to not not feel you know you should not feel you know embarrassed or, or taken back by reaching out to someone and you know asking for his or her advice you know a, a mentorship a cup of coffee to pick someone's brain. We, we talk about that all the time, especially our, our, our listeners who are new to the field or even students that we get a lot of feedback from. I think that's, uh, you know, I think that's good. That's great advice. You recently went on, you had an, uh, an offsite, right, with your team and, uh, you know, you, you, you rave about your company and your company culture. So how, how does, you know, the company culture, uh, you know, talk to us about your company culture at your company and how that plays into you know, the different types of organizations you've worked at before, how important it is to you? I think at a small company, right? Like I've, I've always specialized in startups. Company culture is kind of everything because if you're not aligned, you only have so many resources, so many people. If you guys aren't getting along, if you can't communicate correctly, you got a small ship going a lot of different directions that is not going to be successful. So to me, I think part of the reason that we've seen some success so far is the culture we've have of being collaborative, hardworking, and just generally getting along and liking each other. I tell everyone, you do not realize how much of a competitive advantage it is to like your coworkers every day and show up and be excited to work. You can see that the innovation comes when you can just have a casual side chat with a coworker or you enjoy working with them rather than 
constantly being at odds. It's it's not easy, you know, working with people, like everyone has their own motivations, things going on, but as much as possible that you can connect kind of as people, it helps so much more than the work sense. Ellie, this is one of our staple questions we ask here. I'm sure you get a lot of emails and LinkedIn messages that are unsolicited. So what's a message that gets your attention and what's one that really annoys you? I got to give a shout out here to a rep at Chili Piper. Not shocking that Chili Piper has a great brand, but they had a message that was like one very personalized, but we all know personalized, but more it really tugged at my heartstrings in a way that made me want to respond. And I think so often when I get emails, they're very formal because we've been coached. You have to very formally reach out to someone. They're above you. They're superior if you're going to reach out. This message just felt like they send a casual video, asked for feedback from the video, said, hey, even if you don't want to buy, like, I'm just starting out with videos. I'd love to hear what you think. It kind of put us on the same playing field as well as just made it sound like they were asking a friend for advice. And then the follow-up email asked around like, oh, would you be willing for a meeting? You know, it's tough quarter, Q4. And it worked. I I <laughs> was like, I've been there. I understand. I want to help. So I think as far as good, just remember we're all people, right? Like, I think we're afraid that, and let me clarify, it depends on your industry. You work in a very formal industry, maybe don't go around throwing out gifts, but at least for B2B SaaS, I think there was a level of like, it was refreshing to be human to human and to answer the second half of that question i just think the very generic email that sounds like that sounds again like very formal or that it would be such an honor if you talk to them i really love this idea of you should be on the same playing field they can say no that's fine but we're all just people makes sense and ali what's uh i heard you like to read books what, what are some of the books you're reading and you recommend so I'm cheating a little because I did finish this book and I haven't picked up a new one yet. Um, but it's not business book too. It was just a really fun one. If anyone's seen um, The Good Place, it's one of my favorite shows. The creator of the oh, show, yes. yeah, he just put out a book. It's really funny. It's lightweight. It's the the title is a joke, but it's called How to Be Perfect. But the the title, if you look at it, it's funny. It's like messed up. Um, but it was just like moral philosophy for dummies almost, but in a very comedic way. So it was awesome. I recommend that. That's uh, Michael Shore, right? The, uh, yeah, also creator of The Office, create, uh, Parks and Rec, some of my favorite shows. I have to finish The Good Place. I got into like six or seven episodes. I think my wife checked out, which I'm like, wait a minute, that should actually be a requirement for marriage. Um, <laughs> if you like The Good Place or not, at least in my book, but uh yeah, that's uh, that's good. And it is, it's a short book, AJ, so even I would read it. I know you're going to go there. I know that smiles on your face. Uh, because uh, That's why I went ahead and asked the book question, because it, sometimes you ask it and that just kind of throws me off. <laughs> AJ doesn't think that I read. I read what I need to read. That's uh, Don't worry about me. Don't you worry about my uh, my literary skills. I, you know, I, I'm more of a verbal guy myself. Don't you worry. <laughs> but, uh, Natalie, talk to us about, I know as we're about to, you know, uh, wrap up here in the uh, next few questions, but talk to us about what is, you know, what's some news coming out of uh, Nevada? What are you excited about? What conferences are you looking forward to attending? You got your pulse on all these conferences, it seems like. So you're like my new reference. Talk to me about that. Conferences still doing 2023 planning. Mm -hmm. Probably will go to the other B2B conference in, uh, I think it's in Scottsdale. Yeah, February, right? February or March? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
but for now I'm I'm kind of I have to admit I'm I'm looking forward to a little of a break from networking and conference season. It's been so <laughs> great being back in person, but I'm truly a little networked out. Um, but as far as other than conferences, some exciting stuff that we're looking into is like more of just the partnerships in general. Um, and we just released a partnership with G2. Well, you can now embed interactive demos on G2 pages. JobSafe for us is really exciting. As we talked about, part of our mission is enabling the buyer journey. Obviously, G2 has been an awesome resource for buyers to have more knowledge. So just cool that we could kind of align missions there. That is cool. Yeah, now G2, I'm very familiar with them. We, we've, uh, you know, you know, I think partner with them in some way. I think G two already. We're on G two. We crowd. do, yeah. We do some uh, co marketing, and I think we are on the DSP grid there as well. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So also, uh, Natalie, there is also I obviously like to read, but a personal side of you. What else are you interested in? What do you like doing? You said uh, you know art. You still artistic? Would you like to do things there? Talk to us about some hobbies. Art is something I should do more of. I did, I was so proud of myself. I did go to a gallery the other day, which nice. I live in New York. That's not an accomplishment. There's one in every corner, mm -hmm. but trying to do a little more of that. Besides that, I think just a very typical New Yorker, like trying new restaurants, walking around the city. Um, yeah, just exploring the city as much as I can. I love that you said you were like, you know, I'm tired of networking. <laughs> we just got back to it like three months ago after three years. You're like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm already good <laughs> with networking. That's great. So a final thought, Natalie, it could be anything. It could be to students. It could be just it, you're, you're related to work, just anything in general to our great marketing stir listeners. Yeah, this feels pressure to think of something really. There's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's a statement though. It's not like one word. Some places like what is one word that describes like one word? That's, or maybe that is easier. I don't know. It could be one word. I think I'll go with some of the best advice I've gotten as far as marketing. So this is totally plagiarized too. Um, but I think as marketers, it's so tempting to see so many channels, mediums, all those things going on, and just feel like we have to be everywhere. I can't tell you how many marketers are now are like, I got to get on TikTok. It's like, is your audience there? Does that make sense? And I think I've really just been trying to focus. And one thing I, I will tell my team is like, I will not do a channel unless we can do it in a way that's unique or great. And if we can't do those things, we won't do it. Um, so I think my closing thought is as a marketer, I know it feels like you have to be everywhere. At least I've seen success with narrowing it down. Who knows? But Hopefully that gives you a little frame of mind when someone else in your team is telling you how to make a podcast or do a TikTok. Yeah, no, that's, all, that's great advice. That is great advice. Natalie, we appreciate your time. It is great talking to you. Hopefully I'll see you soon. Not at a networking event, uh, you know, uh, you know, because you're over those. I'm kidding. But uh, it'll, be, uh, it'll be fun. Thank you so much for giving us your perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Natalie Marcatulio. She is from Nevada. She's the head of growth and operations. I'm Vincent Petrofessa. That's Mr. AJ Gupta. The Gupta was in full effect, New York City. We're glad to have her back. Natalie's in New York. I'm in New York. The New York episode. I love it. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. And thanks for listening.